We thank God for Resurrection Sunday. And for every true believer, the resurrection is the pillar of his or her faith. If Jesus had not resurrected, then our faith would be just baseless. It would be in vain. But because he died and rose from the dead, you and I have a deep faith that in the last day, even if we die, we will still resurrect and be with him. So this morning, as we share from God's word, firstly, I just want you to turn to somebody and give him a high five and say, Happy Resurrection Day. You can say to as many as 20 people, Happy Resurrection Day. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. And this morning we are sharing on a very interesting story that we find in the Bible. And the caption for the message today is from, from blindness, blindness to revelation, the resurrection factor. And our text is from Luke chapter 24, verse 13 to 35, the story of the, the walk or the road to the mouse. And we want to share a few tips there, and the God will bless us. Amen. 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 Luke chapter 24, verse 13, from the New, uh, New King James Version. Luke 24, verse 13. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about 11 kilometers from Jerusalem. That's about seven miles. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. 17. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you, the only, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, before God and all the people, the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels, who said he was alive. 24. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. 25. He said to them, how foolish you are 
And how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. 30. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened. Can we say that together? Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Amen. 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 Look at some party at you know nine fini yum do me a sa eku see a dia sa enum. Nawe Danwara wumuba no si muko e crebi or freho in mouse. Ah, if free years are the cobaye and quensima ad you sia asse na odi and yama abeyi in na hon komo. Na ebase odin komo na obi se bisa wonu. Yes one kasa trimbene any won a boa nine koi. Now so one so now, so now was so when you were not well, no, now or catch there won't say, and come up and a moody arm or a hoy. Now, we'll move back on our friend Krupa, a buano say, Uncone who were Yerusalem, ah, Unimon, someone, S.E. Hall, and I say, No, say won't say, and some bay, no say, no say, the Efana's really yes, or you would deal for our old to me. Nay, you are any Ocasemu, Yankopone, or my Indian name on home. Said the asophone penine, ye impending for the no comma, sir. Omuno for in kunu na obona senium na ye de ye ni da so se anka on na obed is right. so ye ni natural, nansa en ni a and sem ye see ye na emma ebia u free mu abba abema ye mu ebdrien utria hima says anopa echo e danoso. Na wonhu na mumuno na obabe kan se wonhu abofu bi ewo eniso enso a okan se otiase na wonwa ne ye ewo honu mu binu mu ko edanu so na okuhu se de e ma no nso kan ye no ara na ono ara de wonhu no na okan kire won se o adams helpful a moye nya makuma mu se Mobedi de di for no aka enyinadi ensese Kristo no ebe hunu sa amane no ansa na wako na ni monya mu ana na ofri Mose ne di for nyina so kire won kire nyina mu ensem a efa ne ho ase efa ne ho ase na oben ekura a orkwase no oye se de oko na nim na oro oro no se tranen chen na onyunadu Na Ade Rea Asa, and I was saying, Moo, and the one caught tonight. Now, a bar said, or no one tea at the dear no, of our pan no shrasso, 
na obubu de mawon na woni bue na ohunu no no de otu yira awon anim na o se won ho se oni rekasa kwanmu na obu etronsem no mu kireyen no ya kuma anshise yen e wo ye mu ana na osori don no ara mu san ba jerusalem na obihun se dubaku no ene won a okan won ho aboaboa won ano erekase erade enyane ampa na weyi ne ho akire simon na won so eka de si kwan mu na se de e wo hun no pano bubu mu no echre wo erade asem enie amen amen let's pray father we thank you for your word this hour and we ask that as we declare and proclaim your word on this resurrection sunday we shall experience an encounter of the power of the resurrection of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. From blindness to revelation, the resurrection father. I have a very prolific statement to make, and that is, it is very possible to, for you to be a follower of Jesus Christ, but in reality, you are blind to who he really is in your life. And if you are a blind follower of Jesus, it shows in the way you relate with him, it shows in your actions, it shows in your thinking, it shows in your attitude. But a true follower of Jesus is a follower who has had an encounter with what I'm calling divine revelation. Divine revelation puts you in a state of being a true follower of Jesus Christ. Christ. And again, if by revelation you become a true and authentic follower of Christ, it shows in your attitude, it shows in your conduct, it shows in your pronouncement, it shows in your reasoning. So on this Resurrection Sunday, I am here to tell you that God will want to heal you of your spiritual blindness and put you at the point of what I'm calling experiential awareness and revelation. The key to this movement or transformation has to do with having a true understanding and appreciation and connection with the resurrection of Jesus. So in this passage that is before us, there are some very salient keys that can help us to move from a state of blindness to a state of revelation that can fire up our faith in the Lord and continue to live as such. It is a 
na enam so ama yen jidi ene yen edi ya din kwanachi ne ne usori e no so Jesus died the third day he rose women went there to check he was not there they thought the body had gotten missing angels came and assured them that Jesus had risen and then they came to inform them these two the Bible describes these two gentlemen as followers of the Lord they were on a walk they were moving from Jerusalem to a mouse and the Bible says that the distance between the two places is about seven miles and so they were walking disappointed discussing the issues and all that then out of the blue, Jesus showed up and started walking with them. And Jesus Christ told me, and Jesus, so Jesus appeared, I believe they could see him physically, but they couldn't recognize him as the risen savior. Our Christian life, let me just say emphatically, is a walk. With Jesus. And as you walk with Jesus, I said initially that it can be very possible that you are a believer, you are born again, but in a true sense of your walk with God, you don't know Him, you don't recognize Him, you don't recognize His Lordship, you don't recognize His sovereign presence, you don't recognize the resurrected presence and very active in your life. And so you are just following Him, following Him. And I'll show you a few things that can allay or show you that you could be a, a blind follower. And the same thing I can't even fit in a cell. And bet me a bar. I said, "See, I did it for you. You know, I only want to say I did it for." Now, so no, so no, be ya. If any Santi a cell, no, every cell. So we did it. Now, so we namho. Now, so Jesus, he can't hold us. We need to sorry, no. I did a wild thing. So I did a wound. Every one year, I'm a. I'm being mad. No wild thing. Hey, my wound. Oh, to me, no. Nia, aye, emaye. Na ye, baba, da ni emadi. Ama, ye wound. I called the walk with them a uh, resurrection stroll. He was strolling with them. Please take note in that verse that he was interacting with them. He was asking them questions and were trying to respond to a question and all that. But the Bible said God kept them from recognizing. So they couldn't recognize that he was there because he just appeared to them in a physical realm and they didn't recognize that he was. And that can be possible with our walk with the Lord as God's children if we don't take care. <laughs> Two men divinely orchestrated stages are intentionally set for us in this passage. And the purpose is for God to engineer what I'm calling movement from a blind state to a state of revelation, thereby establishing true faith and transformation in one's life. 
I'll be done in a few minutes. The first stage is what I'm calling the blind state. Let's say it together. The blind state. And that is found in the verse number 16. Let me read from 15. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. Look at verse 16. It says, but they were kept from recognizing him. That's the blind state. And that was orchestrated by God. And he wanted to teach us some things there. And I want to bring those things to you quickly. Now, the main ingredient for a blind state has to do with that person mainly operating by his mind, his or her mind. Our spiritual life is not just a matter of reasoning and using our mind to to think about things and to discuss things and all that. It goes beyond that. There are five states, uh, five traits of this blind state as we find in the past. The first one is that if you look at the verse 14, the two gentlemen were reasoning and diagnosing divine workings by their thinking. The man died. He was hoping that he was going to save his life. We went to the tomb. He was not there. What could have happened? And they were reasoning the thing with their mind, forgetting that. It's a movement by God that must be appreciated along those lines. I'm sure in their discussions, there were a bit of argument, there were a bit of uh, scientific discussions as to whether the man vanished or whether he truly died and were trying to apply their minds to what happened. That's one trait of a person who may be blind to the things of God. Number two trait of the man who is blind and is a blind follower of Christ, the fact that he operates his life based on what I'm calling cognitive knowledge. They were talking about history. The man had died, he had come into Jerusalem, and uh, he was killed, and they were just discussing the things that have passed. And they were, they were they, I want to say that they were just historians talking about what they know with their head. 
Everybody say no. no. And do not know the things that have happened there in these days. Knowledge. Mental knowledge. Christianity, yes, you may have your head full of knowledge, but it goes beyond that. The knowledge must be experiential. It must be part of you. Christianity is more of a spiritual thing. Knowledge translated into the spiritual, lining up with the purposes of God. Now, Verse 20 to 21, another trait of the man who is blind is what I'm calling misplaced understanding of divine purposes. Let me just read for you, misplaced understanding of divine purpose. And this is from the verse 20 to the 21. The chief priests and our rulers had him, handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. Look at verse 21. But we had hope that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. What is more? And they continue. The death of Jesus was beyond the redemption of Israel. The death of Jesus was to save mankind from sin. And they had a misplaced understanding of what God did by the death of Jesus Christ. And the Senia, <laughs> Not just that, misrepresenting of that. When the ladies went to the tomb, the angels came and told them that Jesus was alive. I think they ignored it. The ladies went to share, the body didn't believe it, and they didn't take what the angels said. They were just thinking that. The body was missing because they didn't find the body in the grave. We call that misrepresentation or, or ignorance of the resurrection of Jesus. Now the you, man who has a blind mind, a blind sight, a blind understanding to the things of God will misplace or ignore the essence of the resurrection. You and I know that the resurrection is the pillar to our faith. Now, 
wo mo ba ya on be hwe no de no mu nim se eh e bi awayira anase obi na be fa no it wo ma dwen mu no na eh wo mo enyante ase we e ya de e hu se adwen a ayentanta e wo yesu christo ni wu sori e no se eno e na ma me no mi enu ama ye nya nkwa je last but not the least with their discourse with jesus and the presentation they made jesus describes them as foolish everybody say foolish if you use your mind to be reasoning and diagnosing and scientifically looking at the things that God has done supernaturally, divine movement, you qualify to be called a foolish person. And that builds sluggishness in your faith. It is becoming very difficult for you to believe what God is doing. And he, he rightly described them so. <laughs> how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophet has spoken did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? They were aware of all this, but they were using their human reasoning. That is foolishness by God's standard. And that creates sluggishness in faith in believing what God is doing. It is important for us to know that there is a supernatural God. There is a God who chooses to move in his own way. And it takes faith and the eye of faith and the eye of the spirit to come to terms with what God is doing. It is an idea of the who said, I am not a woman. I am 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 a if you are a blind person from the passage, there are three results of being blind. When you are blind and you don't come to terms with what God is doing, even in our own personal lives, and the way the two people were thinking, the followers, what they were expecting, hoping that he was coming to redeem Israel and it didn't happen. There are three things that happened. One, when he died, they started to move from Jerusalem back to their base, the mouse, which is seven miles, and they were walking. We call that moving away from the place of action. The place of action was where Jesus died, Jerusalem, where the believers were and all that. Because they were disappointed, because what they were thinking didn't come through, they left the place and they were going. Be careful if you are blind to God and you don't understand what God is doing in your life. If you are not careful, you will move away from where the action is. You will move away from your blessings. You will move away from God's purpose for your life. You will move away from God's favor for Because your mind cannot catch and understand what God is doing in your life in a particular time. The resurrection is a spiritual act and movement of God. That must be understood with the eye of faith. Na sa eye enuanom mienui a nanse namfoe na omo ekɔ imaus no omo afri bia ya na ewo se ko omo wo ho samre no na suafo de nyina wo ho ene omo de omfri ye se mre de ye ne ne daaso etimo me yempe ebe bi nko to omo ko omo akura ase omo atu omo onua 
any who cries out to home, every biae, and why a bedman quadier, a year or who sorry, a biae, and I know that my quadier. So, verse one, they moved from the place of action, they were going back to the mouth. Number two, they felt disillusioned, they felt disappointed, they felt very confused because their mind could not comprehend what was going on. Any blind man sometimes, with your blindness, thinking in a certain way, if it, God doesn't move that way, only confusion, disappointment, head. I've actually had people who have said that they won't serve God again because they thought that God should have moved in a certain way and brought them this wife or this husband. He didn't bring it. He got, got them this job and didn't get that job. So, no, their faith sort of became punctured and they were losing hope in God and they were drifting from their faith in God. Let's be careful about spiritual blindness. It can cost us. Now the other wife didn't say, "I didn't know who he is." I said, "I was a boy who came." Now we rest sad and what we say, we're not sad. Then Timmy and Ma. Now the other wife will be correct to me because I'm not correct. So we're ready to be. I did be our way. So we're going now. We're now. We're now. We're now. We're now. Now we're now. 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 We're disappointment as we find in verse 17 and then there's what we call punched hope punched hope you were hopeful that god would do it this way and he didn't do it so your hope is punched and then you move off from the scene may god deliver us from the state of blindness now, God gave us another stage, which is the main stage that should be a blessing to us. That's stage two. I call that stage the revelation stage. Can we all say that together? The revelation stage. And that is the key to true Christianity and true commitment to God because it's a state of an open eye. It's a state of spiritual awareness. It's a state of spiritual openness to the movements and the workings of God. Once you're, you catch that, your life will never be the same. And God wants to move you from a state of being blind to a state of revelation. And that's the key to fruitfulness in your walk with him. So the revelation state, the key ingredient there is the operation of the heart. Everybody say hearts. When we talk about your heart, it's the center of your being. It's the center of your being that must have that awareness and openness to divine movement. Once that is done, you are in for blessing and good from the Lord. So the key ingredients is the operation of the heart. Look at verse 32. After Jesus spoke to them and spoke to them and was attempting to move away, look at what they said in verse 32. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? There's something we call heart burning, heart firing. 
And that is where it begins for you to become a true follower of Christ. That's why they say you must be born again. If you say you must be born again, it is your heart that must receive Jesus for complete transformation. If your heart is not born again, then I am I'm sure you will become an empty follower, empty blind follower of the Lord. And the key there is the operations of God in our heart. When Jesus spoke with them, they had some burning sensation in their heart because the man who was speaking to them was the resurrected Savior, full of God's power and reaching out to their hearts by the power of the word. It's a matter of their hearts. <laughs> Ono ono yakuma no ene hia ese yade akuma ho nem duane nyinara se bibibiara bekos we mu ne gina yakuma no so se akuma ne beti ewrade nsamu adi na eno ne be nam so ama ho hu mu niema na akuma ne wo mu a eno ne be boa yen na timi akanya yen ama ye ne ewrade etimi ananti ye there are four things that constitute or brings about the revelation state in one's life which brings massive perpetual transformation in our life. Number one, look at verse 27. I'm calling that the revealing emergence of God's word. He told them, aren't you aware of what the prophet have said? Didn't the Christ have to suffer and then go to his glory? And then the Bible said he took time to take them through the scriptures to say to them what God has put together concerning him coming to die. And he took them. It was that presentation that caused the burning sensation in their hearts. Beloved, here is the truth. True revelation begins with the word of God. True revelation begins with the word of God. The thing is that it is God's word. And as you pick God's word and you allow God's word to enter into your heart. As I preach to you, I'm not aiming at your mind. I am aiming at your heart. Because the entrance of God's word brings light to you. So the word says. It is an assembly. say, and yes, you are doing no more, sir. As someone, a big rack money, sending a trona can say, A year, a radia summono, and a macumu, and a assumu, it is no near, and was here who sent ya, won't the other night here, and brassamon call macumuno, not all my dreams, so no, and my woman musha see. So the word is revealing. The word will reveal who you are. The word will reveal who God is. The word, the word will reveal that which you know you need to know concerning your life and that of God and God's purposes for you. So the revelation state begins with the revealing, emerging word of God. Number two, the magnetism of the incarnate word. The magnetism of the incarnate word. 28, 29. When they are spoken almost to the point of getting to a mouth, he stepped ahead as if he was going. What did they say to him? 
Please don't go. It's almost late. Come and stay with us. The magnetism of his present, resurrection present, caught their attention. And they could not afford to let him go. I am telling you, Jesus is the magnet of true life. And when you allow his magnetism to catch you, there's no way that you can let him go. Because he makes all the difference in your life. They couldn't allow him to go. They couldn't. Because when the man was speaking, they felt in their heart the burning sensation. Mm. What this man is saying is not a normal thing. I am telling you, Jesus is not the normal human being that you can relate to. He's a supernatural, life-transforming, life-redeeming savior. And once he catches you, there's no way you can run away from. And this guy is experiencing him. Yes. Na ni pa idea wo ye ni pa sonko ensem a wo ne e ka no e ye ensem a ato ye so ensem no to so a yesu asem no e to so a fi wa kuma mu no e no no na ma hu eti no wo mu nyina no eti wo ka kire yesu se bra 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 men ko ene ye nko na ene ye nko 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 tena na de asa look verse 9 i like the way the new king james version it says they urge him strongly everybody says strongly if they are not saying to him casually, oh, it's not, it's not, I don't go. They urge him, they, they, they impressed on him that we can't let you go because you are a blessing. You are ministering to us and we can't afford to lose that blessing. May Jesus' magnetism arrest you and may he remain Amen. there forever. Amen. You know, in life, in normal human situation, there are some people who come around you and they are talking, the Casapolo guys, when they are talking, no full stop, no command, no exclamation, they are talking, blah, blah, blah. In your heart, you'll be saying, because it's a border to you. Jesus is not like that. He talks to you and you want more from him because of Amen. the power that he carries to transform your Amen. life. Amen. So, Revelation state the revealing emergence of God's word, the magnetism of the incarnate word. The incarnate Jesus himself is the word. The word transformed and brought into human form. Then the next thing that brings that revelation is in the verse 30. I'm calling it the killer, killer symbolism. That's a big word, but I'll explain to you. Verse 30. When he was at the table with them, he took bread. Everybody say he took bread. He gave thanks, let's say it. Broke it, let's say it. And began to give it to them. And began to give it to them. He took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and began to give it. This is the killer symbolism, the resurrection. The bread represents his broken body, and he gave to them. It was at that point that their eyes were opened. When we take communion, it says, eat of the bread, drink of the wine. That brings what we call eclipse of your relationship with God. He's in you and you are in him. And I said from the beginning that the broken body of Christ that brought him to a place of death, that brought him to a place of resurrection is the main thing that holds our faith. 
And so when he broke it and gave to them, then they realized that that's it. That's why our hearts were burning when he was speaking to us. He broke his life for you. He shed his blood for you. He died a brutal death on the cross. But on the third day, by prophetic utterances, he rose again to give life to you. That's one reason. And you need that revelation in your spirit. And that will keep you connected with him. We are not talking about mental diagnosis. We are not talking about mental analysis. But we are talking about spiritual diagnosis of what God is doing. When you come to terms with that, then your life will be transformed. Amen. The killer symbolism. And then the 31, the next trait is a removal of the veil of blindness. You see, there are some of us here that God has to remove the veil of blindness to his things. Because we are totally blind to the things of God. If God is working in our life, just under our nose, we can't even tell that it is God who is working. You need the veil of blindness to be removed. And you need to connect with the resurrection power of God. As you connect with that resurrection power, the veil, when he showed them and he gave it to them, the Bible said, then their eyes were open. Then their eyes were open. Suddenly, they came to terms that, yes, the man told us that he died for us. He reminded them of the true picture. May the Lord remind you of the true picture. Amen. And may the Lord help you to be positioned in the true picture. Amen. Let the Lord reveal, give you revelation of his death on the cross of Calvary. That's the key. That is the key. That will move you from a state of blindness to a state of revelation. When you get into a revelation state of your life, as you move from the blind state, when you get to that, there are four things that happen. I'm ending with that. One, there's what we call the revival of your faith and the ignition of hope. Because the guys lost hope. Their faith was punctured. But when he broke the bread and gave thanks and gave to them, their eyes were open. And all of a sudden, their faith was ignited. The faith in all that God was doing came back alive. And their hope was alive. May your faith in the Lord be revived on Amen. this day. May your hope in the Lord be revived in this day. Amen. Because his resurrection is the key to our lives. If you are not resurrected, we have a baseless faith. But he rose, and so our faith is authentic. Our faith is not useless. Amen. 
Rade and Kaho, I say yes or no, if any GDA I will sorry to me in mu. Na I may any daso, na boy, I may timid and we ask each other, were not our husband within us while he's talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. Ignition of faith in the workings of God. When you come to a state of revelation, that's what happened. Your faith is strengthened, your faith is reboosted, your faith is purged and comes alive because you know you are on the right path. Number two. A revelation state gives you a quick return to the place of action. Quick return to the place of action. They say, within the hour, they made a U-turn. They were going to a mouse, but they made a U-turn to the place of action, which is Jerusalem. And the Bible says, when they got there, they found the believers. As a revelation believer, you must be found where the believers are. Because iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. If you are a blind person, you move away. But when you, God reveals himself to you, you move back to the place where the action is. Say the place where the action is. Where it is where the believers are. <laughs> They got up and returned at once. Everybody said at once to Jerusalem. It was at once. It's almost immediate they returned back to the place because their hope had come back, their faith had come back. I pray grace for you, for your faith in the Lord not to go down but to be empowered because you are on the right path. Number three, in the verse 34, there was what I'm calling spontaneous affirmation of the real thing. Spontaneous. As soon as they got there, look at what they said in the verse 34. Let me read it for you. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those who, those with them assembled together. Verse 34, and saying, it is true, the Lord is alive. It's a spontaneous affirmation because the Lord opened their eyes. This revelation for them and they affirmed it spontaneously. Let me tell you, can you affirm spontaneously that Jesus is alive? There are some of you who don't. Have that strength to say yes because you are doubting. The man died 22,000 years ago. How can we say that he's alive today? I'm telling you, he's alive. Amen. Amen. Nah, and we are no me. Womo antrasi kwa, ena womo dani womo tempera, ena womo kwa, ena womo koka tre. Yesu ya fuza hani. Ampara o yesu no yesu no yehuno oni ya kasa yehuno. Ama wefi entemu kwa ewa mra yehu ni biyo entinu e jinaso unuyame no umiye nwa wase yetimi huu esa yehu ni yebeji atumu yehu ni yakazi mfinishi ya ayam pimye nwachi enye awi nehu ni yehu wenyane ama minu umiye it is true say with me it is true he's alive say it again it is true he's alive god bless you for saying that last but not the least result of revelation state i'm calling it obligatory witnessing witnessing should just flow from you wherever you find yourself you should be telling others about your resurrected jesus and when they got there and they affirmed that he was alive verse 35 then the two told what had happened on the way and how jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread obligatory 
testimony and witnessing to the fact that they had an encounter with him. Can you do that? Can you say that wherever you are, that I have an encounter with this resurrection Jesus? Many of us are afraid in our workplace. We are afraid. It just means that you have a problem with your faith in the Lord. I pray that that chain will be broken. Because Amen. when you get to a revelation state, no fears. You can talk about him anywhere you go. It's obligatory. It runs naturally through you. Because you have had an encounter from the very depths of your heart and not your mind. And then I hear, and you'll be and I say, Oh, one one, one coy, and one shall say, Yes, and you sorry, and you're one who no, no, and you're not a trayer, and you're sorry to me, no, and you're no, me, no, yes, you're a credo. I said, Yeah, yes, and they are ten one, some way, and they are also sorry in a day. Yeah, Jumamu, baby, be I a war, you bet me at the Adansia. I trust I'm pa, yes, no, what sorry, if you're a fool, it's a done idea at the natural area. As I conclude, true followership of Jesus is by revelation. And true revelation is by connecting to the resurrection of Jesus. As we celebrate Easter today, we are celebrating his resurrection. The big question is, will you connect to it by your faith in the resurrection Jesus? If it's so, it must be now. There are some whose faith has gone down, reignited by re-understanding the resurrection of Jesus. And your spirit man will be fired up. May the Lord bless you for his word. Amen. Amen. Amen.